Welcome to Managed Carecast, a podcast from the American Journal of Managed Care. My name is Gianna Melillo, Associate Editor of the American Journal of Managed Care. On January 1, 2022, California law SB 306 went into effect with the aim of reducing soaring sexually transmitted infection rates in the state. As part of SB 306, California now requires health insurance to cover at-home STI testing kits and requires syphilis screening during both the first and third trimester of pregnancy, in addition to other mitigation strategies. Even before the COVID-19 pandemic, U.S. STI rates were reaching crisis levels, with CDC data showing an increase of nearly 20% of chlamydia cases between 2015 and 2019, an increase of more than 50% of gonorrhea cases within the same time frame, and an over 70% increase in cases of syphilis. All three of these conditions are curable if detected early enough and treated correctly. To learn more about SB 306, we spoke with Amy Moy, the Chief External Affairs Officer at Essential Access Health, one of the bill's co-sponsors. On this episode of Managed Carecast, Moy outlines what SB 306 does, how it addresses some of the stigma associated with STI testing, and describes what else is needed to improve the STI epidemic in California and the United States as a whole. Welcome to Managed Carecast, Amy. To begin, could you tell me a little bit about Essential Access Health? Essential Access Health is focused on championing and promoting quality sexual and reproductive health care for all. And we advance our mission through a broad range of programs and services in California and in states across the country, including health center partnerships, provider training, public policy and advocacy and public awareness campaigns. And we also are the leader of the Title X Federal Family Planning Program in the state of California and recently um, the state of Hawaii. And we also have an STI prevention center, which also brought us to this work that really focuses on best practices and STI prevention and treatment. We also do advanced clinical research to help bring new methods to market. And so could you elaborate on what barriers inhibit widespread STI testing now and how California SB 306 addresses these barriers? STI rates over the last few years have been on an alarming rise, and there are a wide range of factors that have impacted increased STI rates from lack of funding for STI prevention, lack of investment in making sure that people have the information and access to services they need to prevent um, sexually transmitted infections and also get treated in a timely manner. Uh, We also know that young people, communities of color, um, LGBT populations, and um, communities of color in general also have um, barriers to access to care and ongoing stigma from, you know, being disenfranchised in their communities and not having access to the care they need when they need it. And so what we really try to do in California is have a comprehensive approach to um, expanding access to STI prevention and treatment. We partnered with a broad coalition of organizations that are focused on health access and equity 
And also um, we're happy to partner with the author of SB 306, Senator Richard Pan, who is a doctor from the Sacramento region and really recognized the need to make sure that people had the access to STI treatment and prevention in a timely manner. So what we looked to do was think about what were some of the evidence-based approaches that the research shows are um, available right now to help address our growing STI crisis. The bill does a number of things that follow clinical guidelines and best practices. First, the bill expands access to STI testing, which is critical right now, especially when we saw during the COVID pandemic with clinics shutting down that we have to expand pathways to care, including testing for STIs. So this bill expanded coverage for STI tests that are um, conducted at home or outside of a clinic setting. It also expands the number of healthcare professionals and members of a care team that conduct STI testing out in the community. We also looked at another evidence-based approach to STI prevention, which is called expedited partner therapy, which provides treatment to a patient who tests positive for an STI to bring back to their partner or partners if those individuals are unlikely or unable to get care themselves. And so we updated our policies in California about expedited partner therapy to help expand access to this evidence-based practice. And also, uh, finally, we're expanding access to congenital syphilis screening. Right now, we're seeing a really shocking, alarming rise in congenital syphilis, which is a condition of syphilis that impacts pregnant people and um, could impact and cause long-term and sometimes devastating impact on babies once they're born if their mother hasn't been treated for, um, for the syphilis. And so we have updated California policy to align with current clinical guidelines and recommendations released by state and local health authorities. So we believe that with this package um, that all could, took place and um, took effect at the beginning of this year, uh, we believe that we will begin to be able to have some of the tools needed to address the STI public health crisis. In addition, we also sought and were successful in securing additional state investment to ensure that local health jurisdictions that had to have a lot of resources diverted and um, refocused for the pandemic to be able to have a steady funding stream to be able to um, address the STI rates that are rising in their local communities. How exactly would the process work of insurance covered at home STI testing? Because from what I understand, these tests do have to be ordered by a healthcare provider and aren't necessarily available on demand by patients. Is that correct? That's correct. So the ability to have your STI test at home covered by your insurer, whether it's a Medicaid managed care plan or private insurance is for that convenience, especially in the wake of the um, boom in telehealth visits. 
if somebody is indicated um, with their provider that an STI test is indicated as something that the patient needs, then a, um, a home test can be ordered. If the patient would have more timely access to that testing remotely than having to have an appointment to go into a clinic. So the goal is to really expand the pathways to accessing testing and make it as convenient as possible and make sure that uh, patients that are starting to have more comfortability with administering testing at home, especially during the pandemic where we're all kind of moving toward, um, you know, accessing home test kits for COVID to be able to get a test ordered by your provider for um, STIs and be able to administer them at home. So um, the law in California now states that a provider can order a home STI test kit for their patient. And that would be for in California, we our Medicaid program is called Medi-Cal. And if a Medi-Cal enrollee in a Medi-Cal managed care plan um, visits any willing Medi-Cal provider, then um, they could be ordered through the physician or provider that they see a test at home. And same with insurance, with private insurance, it, a patient goes or an enrollee goes to an in-network provider um, and their provider orders the test, they should have that covered. And so your answer just kind of led into my next question. Um, and you said that, you know, with the proliferation of at-home COVID tests and their coverage by insurance, people are becoming more familiar with this practice. So do you think that this familiarity will help spur more states to take action similar to those that California took when it comes to STI testing? It's our hope that the California law will really serve as a model um, to be adapted in other states. We know that there's a lot of interest in what we've been able to achieve here and that moving forward with the um, more prevalence of telehealth in general, more patient and provider acceptability of administering testing at home, that we will begin to see um, more interest and hopefully, um, you know, more models like the one here in California adopted in other states. And again, like you mentioned earlier, the COVID pandemic really exacerbated the STI epidemic. How Would you like to elaborate on how that happened and whether or not you're concerned, you know, data for STI rates from 2020 and beyond will be skewed because less people were tested during the lockdowns? Absolutely. We know that the numbers during the pandemic won't tell the full story, particularly because of, you know, during the initial phase of the public health emergency, of course, there we were in, um, you know, kind of a shelter in place lockdown scenario and a lot of healthcare providers limited in-person visits to, you know, extreme medically necessary emergency visits and um, really stopped um, for some time, if not for a longer period of time, in some cases, more preventive health visits. And also we know that patients, even if their provider was open, felt uncomfortable or hesitant to potentially expose themselves and put themselves at risk for, um, 
for COVID and decided to just stay home, even if they um, thought that perhaps an STI test would be something that would be right for them or that they thought that um, they would need STI treatment. So the numbers we know won't tell the full story. And we are already seeing and did see some cases of more rare, but more challenging and um, later term STIs and new strains that reflect the STIs existing and being prevalent, but not going without being detected or treated. So, um, you know, we what we're saying to our policymakers is we know that over the last several years that STI rates have climbed consistently to historic levels. And that during the pandemic, while we might see a, a very modest drop in numbers, that that's not reflective of what's actually happened. And although we had shelter in place, we know that that didn't fully impact behavior and that transmission was still occurring. Beyond what is included in SB 306 for California, what more needs to be done to reduce STI rates in the state and in the country as a whole? And why is prevention and not just treatment such an important factor when it comes to managing the epidemic? That's a great question. I think with um, with epidemics, with pandemics, it really needs to be a multi-pronged approach. You know, we see it with COVID. Um, yes, we need vaccines for prevention. We need people to wear masks and keep a safe distance for prevention. And then if there is an infection, we need to have treatment and to have people be able to get notice if they are infected as quickly as possible to limit transmission, as well as um, be able to get treatment as soon as possible so that they are not um, at risk for infecting others and can get better and get well as soon as possible. So that also takes education. Um, so just like with COVID for STIs, we really need investment of resources. We need providers and the community to be informed and have education. And we need to make sure that there aren't barriers to testing and treatment in the form of out-of-pocket costs, making sure that there's full coverage for these uh, you know, critical prevention and treatment care when it comes to STI infections. And so in California, we've started to make progress just very recently. I think that we really got here also in terms of um, high, historically high rates of STIs because while the public health community was kind of ringing the alarm bell about STIs being on the rise, it really was ignored largely from um, decision makers and public policy uh, leaders that were not really focused on the issue. And so it was ignored and was able to continue to um, really become you know, into uh, epidemic proportions. And so what we continue to need in California is continued investment in STI prevention at the local health jurisdiction level and statewide. We also need federal funding um, to increase. So the, there is some funding available for STIs at the CDC, but it has not been at levels to really address the issue and move the needle far enough in the right direction. We also need greater health equity to make sure that 
all people, um, regardless of their income, their zip code, their health insurance status, or uh, documentation or citizenship status, um, who they love, uh, that everyone has equal access to um, STI prevention and treatment services. We, and we have to make sure that people are educated and um, that they know how to um, stay safe and how to um, get a test if that's something that, um, that is needed, that they want and where they can get treatment. So in California, we are looking to continue to um, increase investment um, we're particularly this year, Essential Access Health is partnering again with Senator Dr. Richard Pan to close a, a loophole in coverage in the state of California when it comes to STI uh, service access. Um, we're looking at an STI Coverage Fairness Act. Right now, LGBT, members of our LGBTQ community who are low income and or uninsured or might have health insurance but have confidentiality concerns that uh, do not have a need for birth control or contraception. Um, they do not have a pathway to no cost uh, coverage for their STI care needs. So the STI Coverage Fairness Act that will be introduced this year by Senator Dr. Richard Pan and that Essential Access is co-sponsoring with a, a group of um, public health co-sponsors is to make sure that we close that coverage gap and make sure that LGBTQ members of our community that are low income that meet um, income eligibility requirements and are uninsured and or as I mentioned have um, other health insurance but have confidentiality concerns can get STI services through our family pack program, which has a network of providers that are already providing comprehensive family planning and STI services to their patients. But the current requirement is that those patients must also receive birth control or some kind of contraceptive care or counseling, which really kind of closes the door to that program currently for folks who are not in need of birth control, like members of our LGBT um, population so and community. So that's something that we're looking at. We also are looking to um, ensure greater access to condoms, especially for youth. Youth make up currently uh, over 50% of new STI cases. And so we have to do everything possible to help keep our youth safe. And so we're looking to have a budget allocation to support a condom access program to make free condoms available in California public schools that opt into such a program to make condoms available for free, much like recently public schools have had to do when it comes to menstrual products. So we think that, um, and we've heard from youth across the state in surveys that having condoms available for free at school will be an important strategy and be key in helping youth um, utilize and have access to condoms. From what I understand, at-home test kits regardless of the passage of this bill, are not currently available um, because billing practices need to be updated and the FDA has also not cleared these kits for home use. So what are the next steps in California for this legislation when it comes to SB 306? Right now, although 
STI home test kits do not have complete FDA approval. They do have federal waivers called a CLIA waiver that um, are administered now um, under federal approval. So that's one piece. And I think that over the next few years, we can anticipate full FDA approval of um, many of these FDA or many of these home test kits that pass um, FDA approval. We are currently working with the California Department of Healthcare Services around implementation and making sure that we can put this really important new policy into practice and that it's a reality for all Californians with health insurance, whether it be through their, um, through Medi-Cal, our state's Medicaid program or Medi-Cal managed care or um, their private insurance. So I think private insurance right now should have operability. And then we're working with the state to see if some new billing codes would be necessary to make the distinction for home test kits, but those are still conversations um, that are ongoing and active to make sure that providers and patients understand um, when and if they're able to be able to um, access and provide and, um, and order home test kits that would be covered under public health insurance like our Medi-Cal program. My last question here is, you know, California is traditionally seen as a blue progressive state, and it wouldn't really come as a surprise to many people that measures like this are successfully being implemented in California, but do you worry that rates of STI testing or rates of STIs throughout the rest of the country and maybe more Republican-controlled states will continue because measures like these will not be implemented into state law or supported by state legislatures? Do you have any thoughts on that? Right now, it's overall very troubling that we have one country, but very separate and unequal health systems in a wide range of health issues, whether it comes to just general comprehensive access to health care or specific health care needs and issues like sexual and reproductive health care. Um, and we know that there's a significant overlap between just states that have um, expanded access comprehensively for lower income patients in particular, and states that also have more restrictions when it comes to um, sexual and reproductive health specifically. So I think that we really need to be looking at more of a national approach. Um, that's why we really need increased funding at the federal level when it comes to STI prevention so that the federal government can provide local health jurisdictions with the funding they need to address um, rising STI rates in their communities. I also think that there are some regions that might be generally um, perhaps more restrictive when it comes to essential healthcare access like abortion services, but there, there might be some bipartisan approaches and understanding of the need to reduce uh, transmission of sexually transmitted infections. So there could be some common ground there, um, but overall we just really need all states in the country to invest in the public health of their communities and make sure that 
No one is left behind and out of the care that they need because of their income level, their zip code, their health insurance status, or who they love. And so we're hopeful that our model here in California now can be um, shared throughout the country. And then um, advocates and public health officials can right size their policy to meet the needs um, of their local community and make sure that whatever um, is introduced in their either local health jurisdictions or in their state legislatures or done through administrative action um, is you know, possible and in line with their kind of political landscape as well as their general healthcare delivery landscape. But we really need to make sure that across this country, we have more equitable access to the full range of healthcare services, including sexual and reproductive healthcare. Those were all the questions I had prepared, but is there anything we didn't touch on you'd like to include, or do you have any closing thoughts that you'd like to share? I think with a public health epidemic like sexually transmitted infections, we really need a multi-prong approach and strategy when it comes to moving the needle in the right direction. And we also need um, to meet the local and regional needs, but also have a consistent approach to making sure that funding and uh, prevention activities are accessible across the country. In terms of home STI test kits, I think that it, there's real promise to help reduce infection rates. If people are able to be able to get the testing that they need to know their testing status, you know, knowledge and knowing your status is essential and helps you be able to know um, how to move forward and also helps to prevent others from getting infected. So if people are interested in home test kits, I would just suggest regardless of what state you live in to be able to um, ask your provider about the availability of home test kits. What we've seen also in the health community is that while advocates and public health administrators can drive policy, so can public demand. So as more people are can inquire and ask about the availability of just doing a home test, particularly as we have more um, remote care accessibility through um, advancements in telehealth, that that would go a long way in making home testing and coverage for home testing um, more widely available. And that will is a key strategy, we believe, in addressing STI rates, not only in California, but across the country. Great. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me and, um, and for helping to increase awareness about this new model in California and how it might be adapted to meet the needs of um, health communities and providers across the state. To learn more about this issue, visit AJMC.com or see the show notes. To get in touch with us, email info at AJMC.com or follow us on Twitter at AJMC underscore journal. If you like the podcast, don't forget to subscribe and rate us.